0: What a great skit. Thank you. What a great team, a large, great team uh, working with that skit today to communicate the message that God sees us, Jesus sees us. And I thank all of them for all their work on that. And children are dismissed to junior church at this time. If you want to make your way to junior church, which I believe is in the fellowship hall again. And uh, for those in here, if you want to turn to Exodus 20. Exodus 20. We're going to be turning there. Exodus is the second book of the Bible. The Genesis, the first book of the Bible. And we're going to go to Exodus chapter 20 in a couple minutes. Continuing our series on God's love. God loves you. God loves us. And today we're going to talk about God's love in the Ten Commandments. God lovingly gave us these Ten Commandments, these Ten Words. What would life be like without structure, without rules, without order? How many of you have keys in your pocket or in your purse? A lot of you do, right? Why do we keep keys? Why do we lock our doors at night? We do because we live in a fallen world, a depraved world where... There can be danger. Praise God, most of the time there's not, but there can be. So we put locks on our doors so that people don't steal. Do not steal, that's one of the Ten Commandments, isn't it? Oftentimes we lock our cars when we go in. If we don't lock our cars and you know we're afraid that somebody might take our cars or take what's in our cars um, because of the threat of stealing. I've read the Little, House and the, uh, the Little House books, which are by Laura Ingalls Wilder, with my daughters at least twice, all of the books, and a few of them uh, a couple more times as well. And a few times, Mercedes being 11, going on 12 now, and although sometimes she acts like she's going on 23, uh, oftentimes we'll glean from these different books. And a few years ago, she would say, We'd be at the dinner table and she would say, We should be like the kids in the olden days, the, the kids in the olden days, where as we eat dinner, children should be seen and not heard. Spoken from the mouth of babes. Said, okay. <laughs> you know, there's order in one of the Ten Commandments, right? One of the ten words is about honoring father and mother. And if you certainly go back to olden days, to the time period when those books were written, they would say, as she would hear, as I read to them in the book Farmer Boy, that children are to be seen and not heard at the table. A different order, a different way of respect. The Ten Commandments have been important to us for most of human history, and they were common, actually, to all civilizations. A civilization cannot exist without rules, and God lovingly gave us these Ten Commandments. Author and pastor John Killinger explains God's purpose in giving the Ten Commandments with this wonderful illustration of literature. In her novel about Maine, titled The Country of the Pointed Furs, Sarah Orne Jewett describes the ascent of a woman rider on the pathway leading to the home of a retired sea captain named Elijah Tilly. On the way, the woman notices a number of wooden stakes, Randomly scattered about the property. She's going to this other home and she notices a number of wooden stakes and they're randomly scattered about the property. Why? Why are they randomly scattered about the property? There's no discernible order. Each is painted white and trimmed in yellow like the captain's house. Curious, she asks Captain Tilly what they mean. When he first plowed the ground, he says, his plow snagged on many large rocks just beneath the surface. So he set out stakes where the rocks lay in order to avoid them in the future. In a sense, this is what God has done in the Ten Commandments. God has said, these are trouble spots in life. Avoid these and you won't snag your plow in life, so to speak. These are trouble spots in life. Any of you ever start digging a hole on your property and hit a gas line? (laughs) You don't have to admit to it. (laughs) They do that, you call before you dig, right? You call before you dig because you don't want to hit a water line or a gas line or an electrical line. And so you call before you dig and they put all these. Flags about your property and those flags mark trouble spots on your property so that when you're digging for a project or something like that, you avoid those trouble spots. God has lovingly given us these Ten Commandments signaling. These are trouble spots in life. Avoid these and you'll live a more fruitful life. Avoid these and you will experience more fruit as a society. Realize this is Exodus chapter 20. Second book in our Bible. Part of what we would call the Torah, the Torah is Hebrew, Pentateuch is is, is Greek, for the first five books of the Bible. The Israelites had just left Egypt. God had just delivered them from Pharaoh and from his soldiers. They had just left Egypt and God had delivered them with a mighty hand. God had parted the Red Sea and they even crossed on dry land. And they're heading towards the promised land. God is shaping them and developing them as a a civilization, as a culture, as a country, later to be known as a nation of Israel. And God is giving them, God is lovingly giving them these Ten Commandments saying, this is what you need as a society. This is what you need to exist as a culture. This is what you need to exist as a civilization. This is what you need to develop the Israel nation state. This is what you need. And God gave them out of love because he loves us. Uh, Matthew 22, I I mentioned going to Exodus 20, and we're gonna go there. But first I wanna read Matthew 22, 36 through 40. Uh, Might be familiar to many of you. Uh, Somebody comes to Jesus and he says, Teacher, Which is the great commandment in the law? Luke's gospel says it was somebody trying to test Jesus, trying to trap Jesus. Which is the greatest commandment? The great commandment. And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. Love the Lord your God with all of your being. Love the Lord your God. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says on these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. All the Ten Commandments. All the prophetic writings. All the other laws in the Old Testament. They all depend on loving the Lord and loving your neighbor as yourself. Loving the Lord and loving other human beings. Now I want to read from Exodus 20, verses 3 through 17. The people are around Mount Sinai, and Moses is up on the mountain, and God is carving, literally, his law in stone. Steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. By the way, these first few commandments, verse 5, fall under love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Have no other gods before me. Then he says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. If you're filling in blanks in the the fill-in-the-blank form that's in your bulletin, here's your first blank. today. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. Now we're getting into the commandments that deal with loving your neighbor as yourself. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. And that concludes that first giving of the 10 commandments. My theme today, and this is another blank if you're following the fill in the blanks. God showed his love for us in giving us the 10 commandments. God loves you. That is profound. And sometimes we see commandments and we see rules and we see structure and we see order and we think the opposite. But these are part of, these are given in love. The opposite would be anarchy, wouldn't it? I like to drive. I really do. I like driving because there's rules on the road, and most people follow them. I don't know about you, but I've been to two foreign countries on mission trips, the Dominican Republic and Belize Central America. And one thing I noticed on the first one, Dominican Republic, I did not want to drive in the Dominican Republic. Maybe some of you have, but I, all I heard when we were taking our bus from when we landed at the airport to where we went, San Juan de la Maguana, um, the, w- w- what I noticed is mopeds racing around, honking their horns, getting around people. And there was not as much order and not as much structure. At least that was my experience. Maybe some of you have different experiences. We need that. It's a loving thing to do. In love, God gave us the 10 Commandments. These are not just rules. David Jeremiah shares this. He says, my wife Donna and I began our ministry together in a Baptist church in New Jersey. We had just come from four years of seminary training in Dallas, and we were both avid Dallas Cowboy football fans. To our dismay, when we arrived at our first assignment, we were told that watching TV on Sunday was forbidden, and reading the Sunday newspaper was frowned upon. He says, I'm not sure I should be confessing this, but I remember closing the blinds of our apartment so that no one would see us watching the cowboys on Sunday afternoons. A bit legalistic, perhaps, but you should have known the Pharisees of Jesus's day. They actually crunched the numbers of legalism and came up with 1,521 things you couldn't do on the Sabbath day. 1,000. 521 things you couldn't do on the Sabbath day. That sounds like the title of a book no one would want to read. Among the 1,521, no rescuing of drowning people. No wearing of false teeth because reinserting them should they slip would, would be work. No looking in the mirror, plucking a white hair, also work. If your friend grew ill... You could do certain things to forestall the illness, but actually trying to cure him, too much like work. At the beginning of a famous revolt, many Jews stood and let themselves be killed rather than risking work by defending themselves. And you could find that in the book First Maccabees, which is not in our Bible. It's extra biblical literature, part of the Old Testament Apocrypha, and it is good history. The history is accurate there. Men made a bureaucratic nightmare out of Sabbath keeping, but it wasn't what God wanted. These 10 commandments were given out of God's love for us, God's love for the Israelites, God's love for the society, and God wanting them as a society to flourish, these commandments are about God's love. The first four commandments, as I already mentioned, relate to our relationship with God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. All of your strength, all of your being. These first four commandments relate with our, to our relationship with God. The fifth commandment, which is about honoring father and mother, is a hinge commandment. And then the next, the next would be a relationship with others. In the passage we just read, we see a person come to Jesus. Jesus. And ask him what the greatest of the commandments is. The first commandment is like the the hub of a wheel from which all the others are spokes. This isn't simply another commandment, it's the one that brings all of them together. It's about God, right? Look at the first commandment You shall have no other gods before me. That's the hub of the will. All, these stem, all the others stem from that. This, and, and this person coming to Jesus was a lawyer and seems to be testing Jesus. And that is when Jesus gives the answer. And this is another blank for those following along. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. That sentence spoken by our Lord sums up the first four commandments. Do not worship any other gods besides me. Exodus 20 verse 3. Do not make idols of any kind. Exodus 20 verse 4. Do not misuse the name of the Lord your God, Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. We love the Lord our God. So we do not have any other gods. And that is a sermon in itself, which we will save for another day. If we love the Lord our God, we are not going to set up idols. That is another sermon We save for another day. We love God, so we're not going to misuse his name. That is another sermon for another day. However, I will say that misusing the Lord's name happens way more than we realize, it's about speaking God's name in vanity. It's about using his name in a way that's just inappropriate or too casually. We, you know, we say the Hebrew covenantal name that the Lord gave the Hebrew people was Yahweh, and that's how we pronounce it, but we really don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced. The Hebrew people considered God's covenantal name, the name that God gave them, um, they considered that name so sacred that they wouldn't pronounce it out loud. They wouldn't pronounce it out loud. The fourth commandment is regarding the Sabbath day. This is referenced in the New Testament, but never as a commandment as such. It still fits in relation to God because we see at the end of creation, the Lord rested. And we are called to cease activity as well. We need rest. The story goes that when Africa was first being explored, native guides where native guides were taking their visitors through the region, the region of Africa. After six days of pushing through the jungle, the natives refused to walk. They explained, we need a day to let our souls catch up with our bodies. We need a day to let our souls catch up with our bodies. Do you ever feel like you need a day to let your soul catch up with your body. In love, God gave these commandments, including the Sabbath principle of rest. The last six commandments relate to our relationship with others. The last six commandments relate to our relationship with others. And this is summed up in Jesus's words. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And, and if you're following along in the fill in the blank page, that's your next blank. But, you know, there's a few different ways to look at things. What the Pharisees ended up doing when I just quoted about all the extra legalism they gave, the Pharisees added tradition to the law. They added tradition to the law, and that's how they ended up with that 1,521 commandments. They added tradition. But if you do read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, you find a lot of other commandments, right? And it's my belief that they all, they all ultimately go back to these Ten Commandments, And they all ultimately fall under the heading, love God, love people. Love God, love people. Jesus himself said that all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Jesus is saying that the Old Testament law and all of the prophetic writings, Isaiah, Ezekiel, uh, Nehemiah, Daniel, all the other, all the prophetic writings fall under the commandments to love God and to love people. Honor your father and your mother. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. I've said before that, that they actually say that you may live long in the land. And Paul quotes that in Ephesians 6. And Paul says it's the only commandment with a promise. Honor your father and your mother that you may live long in the land. In other words, no culture can exist that does not have respect for parents. The family role is well illustrated in the story, the old man and his grandson. This is from the collection Household Tales by the Grimm Brothers. If you know of the Grimm Brothers, a lot of the old fairy tales go back to them. There was once a very old man whose eyes had become dull his ears dull of hearing, his knees trembled. And when he sat at the table, he could hardly hold the spoon and spit the broth upon the tablecloth or he would let it run out of his mouth. He couldn't hold the spoon anymore. The broth of the soup would come out on the tablecloth. His drawer would come out. He was an older man. His son and his son's wife were disgusted at this. So the old grandfather at last had to sit in the corner behind the stove and they gave him his food in an earthenware bowl. And they didn't even give him enough of it. And he used, to, he used to look towards the table with his eyes full of tears. Once, too, his trembling hands could not even hold the bowl. And the bowl fell to the ground and broke. So they're making him sit in a corner, now he breaks a bowl. The young wife scolded him, but he said nothing and only sighed. Then they bought him a wooden bowl for a half pence, a few half pence, out of which he had to eat of this wooden bowl now, making him sit in the corner, making him eat out of, wood, of, a, of a wooden bowl. They were once sitting thus when the little grandson, the little grandson of four years old, began to gather together some bits of wood upon the ground. What are you doing there? Asked the father. The little boy. Boy, the grandson said, I'm making a little trough, answered the child, for father and mother to eat out of when I am big. The man and his wife looked at each other for a while and presently began to cry. Then they took the old grandfather to the table and henceforth always let him eat with them. And likewise said nothing if he did spill a little of anything. We need these 10 commandments. God, out of love, gave us these 10 commandments. The next few. Uh, Do not murder. Exodus chapter 20, verse 13. Do not commit adultery. Exodus chapter 20, verse 14. Uh, David Jeremiah shares, recreational, impulsive sex is considered the norm in in our troubled culture. Defending the seventh commandment against the modern world singles one out as a pious Puritan stuck in a lost century. However, when we strip sexuality of the pious, uh, when we strip sexuality of the restraints God gave it, we create chaos that tears at the very fabric of society. And we place an obstacle that blocks the fellowship God wants to have with us. God gives us this commandment from love. He is saying, my child, sexuality is my gift to you. I want you to know that when it's rightly used, it can bring you joy and intimacy with the spouse I give you. And it can create a legacy of children to replenish the earth. But it stays in the bond of marriage, like fire in a fireplace. Do not steal, Exodus chapter 20, verse 15. I recently read a story about a Soviet factory worker who attempted to steal items from his workplace. Every day he filled a whale barrel with cylinders. Iron ore and tools. And every day as he left, he got caught. And the stuff was taken from him. Finally, he was fired. And on his last day, the commissar waited for him to come out with his contraband. When he arrived at the door, the commissar pulled back the cover from the wheelbarrow. And there was the usual stuff. He confiscated everything and said to the thief, You are a fool. We caught you every single day. You got away with nothing. Sir, Mr. Commissar, he answered, you are the fool. I have been stealing wheelbarrows. (laughs) Do not steal. And right here, God is also recognizing personal property. Do not steal. Do not testify falsely, Exodus chapter 20, verse 16. Do not covet, Exodus chapter 20, verse 17. And David Jeremiah writes, just as a fifth commandment is transitional between love of God and love of others, this 10th commandment is transitional between outer and inner obedience. In essence, between Moses and Jesus. For the other commandments in this group have been about behavior, Well, this commandment, do not covet, is about the heart. It's about the heart. So in this 10th commandment, it transitions from behavior to the heart behind the behavior. We've already seen how Jesus made this connection in the Sermon on the Mount. God looks inside us so that even if we don't steal, we can displease him by our own displeasure with what he has given us. Mystery writer Dorothy Sayers was a follower of Christ and she observed that there are two kinds of laws. The one is the law of the stop sign and the other is the law of the fire. The law of the stop sign is upheld by the community and enforced with fines. The fine can be increased if too many people continue not to stop, right? The stop sign could also be taken down It is simply up to the city council. The city council set set that stop sign. The city council enforces that stop sign. The city council can change that stop sign. The city council could put a red light up there instead. That's up to the city council. You might run that stop sign with no worries as long as no one is watching. The law of the fire is a different matter. The law of the fire. It says, touch me and you will be burned. That's how it works with fire, right? You'll touch it once, next time you know, really quickly, that'll burn you. All the city councils, all the state legislatures, and the national congresses, and the United Nations itself could respond to the dangers of fire by the gathering to pass a new law that fire will no longer burn, right? They could do that. They could say, We henceforth declare today fire will no longer burn. Every person in the world could vote that fire will no longer burn. But the first man or woman to put a hand in the fire afterward will still get burned. God's moral laws, these Ten Commandments, they're like the laws of fire. They're not like the laws of the stop sign, they're like the laws of the fire. It doesn't matter whether you voted for it or not. Doesn't matter who's watching. You won't break God's laws. You'll break yourself upon them. You hear that? You won't break God's laws. You'll break yourself upon them. Nor is the penalty negotiable, right? It's bound up in the law itself. When you break the law of God, These are moral laws that God gave us because it's part of his moral order in and of itself. You shall have no other gods before him. Honor your father and mother. Do not steal, do not covet, do not murder, do not honor the Sabbath day, and so on. And God gave us these because he loves us. Oftentimes we may not see it that way, right? And if you're one of those people, who likes to pick and choose? Let me ask you, how do you think it's working for our world right now? Because I believe we see evidence of the dangers of breaking these laws every single day. And most of it, most of us and most of the world might look upon it negatively, might thinking, might be thinking, Oh, these laws are so stringent, whatever. But why don't you look at it positively? God gave these out of his love. In love, he wrote these laws, these moral laws. He wrote his moral order in stone. He did that out of love. Love for the Israelites in the wilderness. Love for us today. Because he loves us and he wants to bless us. We only really receive that blessing ultimately if we know him as Lord and Savior. So I want to ask you, do you know Jesus as Lord and Savior? Are you living for him today? Have you confessed that you're a sinner in need of a Savior? Have you believed in Jesus as the one and only Savior? Are you trusting in him? Are you committing to him? Some of you, maybe many of you, maybe all of you would say, yeah, 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 I I believe in him and I made a commitment to him at one point. But are you committed to him day in and day out? Are you depending upon him day in and day out? If not, I encourage you to have a talk with God and say, Lord Jesus, I've strayed. Maybe you need to rededicate your life to him or maybe maybe you just need to every day pray, Lord, keep me close to you. I'm not asking you to be schizophrenic in your relationship with God where where you uh, totally feel like you're gonna lose your salvation with every sin. That's not what I'm asking. I'm just asking, remember, remember to pray about your relationship with God. Pray about your relationship with God and pray, Lord, keep me close to you. And if you've strayed for some time, rededicate your life to Jesus and say, Lord, I've strayed. I'm coming back to you. If if you've never really made a commitment to Him, do that today. Pray with me now. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your great love for us. Thank you so much for your great love for us. How awesome it is, Lord God, that you loved us and uh, came to die on the cross for our sins and rise again. We could not save ourselves. We need you, Jesus, to save us. We could not fulfill the law. We've all messed up. We've all broken these 10 commandments. If we haven't broken them, uh, actually by doing them, we've broken them in our heart. As you, as you shared in the Sermon on the Mount, even in our heart, we could covet and break it. And we thank you, Jesus, that we could not save ourselves. You saved us. And by fulfilling the law for us, dying on the cross for our sins and rising again in Lord Jesus, may that truth wow us this morning. The God of the universe, the God of creation, desires a relationship with us, chases us down, becomes part of his creation, lives amongst us, rejected and scorned and crucified, takes the wrath of God in our sin and rises again. Jesus, thank you. Lord God, if anyone here has strayed from you, may today be the day when they confess and reconfess. They are a sinner in need of a savior, believe in you as the one and only savior, trust in you and commit to you. And Lord Jesus, I pray for all of us that we never take our salvation too lightly, but we continually go before your throne. And we pray, hold us close, Lord, hold us close, hold us close. Holy Spirit, draw us to you. Holy Spirit, convict us of our sins. Holy Spirit, keep us from sin. Ask the prayer you taught us, Jesus. Deliver us from evil. Lead us not into temptation. Lord, we thank you for your great love for us. I pray that you would encourage everyone gathered here today. In love, you gave us these 10 commandments because you love us. You love us, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If God has laid anything in your heart and you wanna come forward,